0: Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Jackie Janik. I am a women's empowerment coach, helping women define their purpose and create their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk, the four o'clock hour every Thursday, where we have real women, real conversation, elevating womankind one talk at a time. Thank you for joining and I'm so excited to have co-host today. Her name is Lauren uh, and you can find her at Lauren Mara 13. She is a New York City educator. She is a mother, she's a wife, she is a sister. She's like one of my BFFs. And I just love her to death and was really feeling to call to bring to Beyond Small Talk is just a riff with your best friend. Like just let's go in and it's just so great to have someone in your life that you could have all types of conversations with and it's a form of self-care. So that's our topic today. I asked Lauren, what did you want to talk about? Because she's not so fond of social media. So Lauren, I know you're listening and waving, but I know you're not. And I'm just so grateful that you're here to support Beyond Small Talk and willing to come on and our topic today. Is let's get her on self care and WTF. I just had to add the WTF because she's like one of those witty girls that you just have to add that on. Ah! Hi. Hi. Ah! Oh.
1: Of course,
0: right in time for my dog to start barking. Sorry, everyone.
1: <laughs> That's okay. Oh. Hi. Hi. Thank you oh. for oh. having
0: me. Of course. How are you? Oh, your pop. How are you feeling today?
1: Um, I feel pretty good. I'd feel a little bit better oh. if Storm wasn't barking. But of course, I mean that's what I mean, that's what happens. With lots is. Of trees. Shush. Dude. And of course, it just started raining over here. What about you?
0: No, it's a beautiful, beautiful day right now in uh, LIC, and thank you. Oh my God, so I was just telling everyone, you're not a huge fan of social media, so I really, really appreciate you coming on, and today I just like posted a little thing, how we met, I um, and I think you remember, but oh I call God. you by my friend of like the queen of the one liners, because just so everyone knows, Lauren is super witty. She's so good with like the English language that I'm like jealous of like how you use it. And you just make me laugh. So anyway, we I was so grateful that my mother had this strategy of giving me a pack of gum to make friends. And it worked. (laughs) So in college, could you believe, 1994, Oswego orientation. Uh, We were in the same group together, and I still remember. I don't remember what I ate last week, but I remember meeting you. We were sitting in a circle, and I asked you, you know, you want a piece of gum? (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) And that was it. 26 years later, we're still friends. Yeah. And it's what's so interesting is that as our friendship evolved, um, so many experiences have aligned that we've just been like, people to lean on each other during that time. But I want to hear, like, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about um, whatever you want. (laughs) Well,
1: thank you for having me. Um, I'm Lauren. Um, I live in New York, and I teach in the city, and I teach fifth grade in East Harlem. it's totally a way of life and not just my job. And um, I have a daughter and I'm married and I have a a dog who is very vocal. So he'll be chiming in every now and then for sure. Um, And um, I'm just looking to take care of myself in this crazy time, so that I can be ready for whatever happens in the future, because everything is so up in the air, and everything is so unknown. So um, uh, just trying to take care of myself so that I could be ready for anything.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure, especially at your New York City school teacher, for how many years? Like, you've dedicated your life.
1: I've been teaching, I think this is like my 22nd or 23rd year, um, and I've been in East Harlem for most of that. So and, it's yeah. totally a way of life. And-,
0: and it's so impressive, and I have to say, like Lauren has been really uh, a lookout for me working With the DOE, what they're saying, what they're doing. And, you know, like you said, there's the unknown. But how did you what do you think? um, How's it going with your students? And what have you learned from your students? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about what you get? Like, um, you teach them a whole lot, but I'm sure they're teaching you, especially during this time.
1: You know, it's funny, I actually don't remember probably like most people. I don't remember that much about life pre-pandemic. So just (laughs) in the last- Is that a big blur? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Is it just me? Um,
0: No, like what was life in January? I have no idea. Uh,
1: Even like February 12th, (laughs) I'm not quite sure. Um, And I say February 12th, because the last time I went into my classroom. I looked and it said Friday, February 13th on my board and I was like, oh, super creepy. (laughs) Um, But especially this year, I learned from my students authenticity. I mean, you can, he agrees for sure. Um, You cannot be fake at all. Um, And just the resilience of my students. I mean, not only the pandemic, but everything, um, that's happening now with you know um, protests and um, fighting again and still for for civil rights. Um, my students and their resilience and their honesty and it was just I was completely honored this year to be their teacher and to um, to see them work through these, um, you know, life changing moments with such grace. And um, it was truly an honor to be their teacher and to, you know, be on that journey with them this year. And um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, because the population, I, I just want people to understand the population that you teach and how much effort and just caring and loving and kindness and no judgment that you deliver as a teacher and for doing it all this time. Like if anyone knows East Harlem and, you know, how much it means for even your students, if you could talk about the population, to have the the lunches and the breakfast. Like, yeah. it's a large deal. Do they they all have iPads? No. Wi-Fi? Like, how do you um, just... Briefly, because that says a lot how much you're learning from them.
1: Yeah. So um, my school is a Title I school, which means um, 100% of the students in our school qualify for free lunch. Um, The demographics in my class this past year, my students, I had a class of 23 students One of my students was Albanian and the rest of my students were Dominican, Puerto Rican, and Black. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing to see how resilient they were and how um, they just took to remote learning almost overnight. Not all of Mm -hmm. them had iPads, but we supported them through the process, and we had really good results at my school, which I know is not the norm for the city and certainly not the norm for our neighborhood. My school for sure is not perfect, but there are a couple of things that we do really well, and um, getting a majority of our students to participate in remote learning was one thing for sure that we did really well. and that was amazing and you know worrying about what will be for them in September if we are remote um, is definitely um, a big concern because I'm gonna have new students that I don't have a relationship with yet Um, and so then I have to get them to trust me and to you know go and brave these uncharted waters. So um, it's been quite an experience.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure. And, like, you hit the nail on the head. It's not only the education, it's the relationship building. And, like, that's number one key to getting, um, not only do you build it with the students, but their families, parents, or finding one advocate. It yeah. is so important to have just one advocate for each child, and then you'll see the difference. So after that kind of school year, <laughs> was that too? who you blow kisses to? <laughs> oh, that was Ellie. She just got the
1: camp. She grabbed the iPad and ran right upstairs. She's going to take
0: full advantage of leaving <laughs>
1: this
0: <program> <laughs> Good for her. Um, is that after, like you said, who remembers pre-pandemic? You're go- teaching online. All the students are teaching you just as much. And like looking at their authenticity, you said resilience. And now you coin calling this summer for yourself as?
1: Yes, this is the summer of self-love. Um, and summer of self love, mainly because there are so many other things that we have to worry about and take care of right now. I cannot be bothered to put on makeup before I go to the grocery store and (laughs) I have a closet full of fun. Um, summery dresses because I have my grandfather's legs. But you know what? I mean, I'm not feeling a, a, a floral, you know, summery dress. I'm going to the grocery store without makeup on and wearing the shorts that I've never allowed myself to wear out of the house. So just, you know, taking that time to take care of ourselves so that we can be ready for whatever happens next. Because, I mean, I'm not alone, I'm sure, in saying that if you would have told me, um, wait, I can't, six months ago or seven months ago, that, (laughs) you know, we'd be fighting over toilet paper and um, I'd have to be afraid to hug my neighbor. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. believed you. Yeah. Um, so, or that
0: you'd be teaching these students online. I, I mean, <laughs> they know
1: Storm. They know what, the, what my bedroom looks like. I mean, your relationship really changes when yeah. you get to see your students in their pajamas. So yeah. um, that was for sure my favorite part.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. And like <laughs> they text you. Like I was really like I haven't heard of many teachers giving out their phone numbers and like texting and like this is the level how you really build relationships and you make diff you make a difference in many people's lives, especially all your students. Um, mine too. So like just having this conversation with you is just just like the best, um, and I want to share one, another one-liner because I called oh, you like queen of the one-liners. Okay. So this is another one. Um, uh, Lauren and I, while we went to college together, I left Oswego for some reason, and there is reasons because like the universe has made us stay in each other's lives because we there's a reason, right? Um, I left Oswego, you were still there, we talked, we didn't talk, and then just years passed, like years and years and years, like almost 10 years passed, but we both have a mutual friend, her name is Erica, and and Erica was getting married in the city of Rome, and we both always make fun of like Rome City, like don't insult the word city, like Rome, (laughs) it's all like, who knows where Rome City is, if you know good you Um, know you
1: probably went to school in upstate New York
0: (laughs) right otherwise you would have not so it's really really far upstate so for some reason through Erica Lauren and I were like all right let's go (laughs) like we were both not married I wasn't married right no no kids nothing so uh, she picked me up at a train station, and this is after not seeing each other for 10, ten years at least, jump in a car, hours <laughs> driving upstate, smoking a joint, and it was like as if we were never not together, like that a day hasn't gone by that we didn't talk. And it just is so good. So anyway, that's how we met and why we – our lives have aligned because after that, you know, I feel like we both have went through, um, well, before grief, we both have lost our fathers. And that was one of the one-liners you gave us, gave me, was like, you told me that the feeling doesn't change, but you learn how to live a new way. So that was just so, like, I use that all the time because, like, when the grief comes up on, you know grief just as well as I do, that, it's still that big bowl of grief and it doesn't necessarily change, but we just learned how to live differently. Yeah. It Um, never goes
1: away. Never goes away. It changes. It's more manageable sometimes. And sometimes it's more painful. Um, So it never goes away, but it changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, and I pass that message on to people (laughs) all the time, that it's okay that you always have this ball of grief with you, um, and it's just a way of how do you manage it. And one way for me has always been talking to you about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that knowing that you're not alone, that that's why I think self-care and growing and nurturing friendships is like one of the must-dos of self-care. Because if I didn't have someone like you, and gone through those experiences like kind of not together because your dad passed before mine, but just knowing that I had someone that I wasn't alone just felt so good. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it always amazes me that we don't see each other as often as either of us would like, but it's so true that whenever we're together, it's like no time has passed because there's so many deep and meaningful connections
0: yeah yeah and i i like to say calling it this part of self-care because i don't think that people always would think that nurturing growing and you know supporting a friendship is really part of it so then my other another Mm one-liner like i have a ton of your one-liners because i just think we were walking into uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these are all the pg-13 versions oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. i already said about our smoking a joint yeah, years ago um you were i said oh i love your shoes you know we were walking to uh bye bye baby and you're like i put on heels to get a new perspective and i was just like oh, that's so smart like what did, <laughs> what did you mean by that
1: well, I was a little taller and you have to like, I mean, I'm such a klutz and I, anybody who knows me knows I'm not really a heels person, um, on a good day, even when it's not the summer of self-love, <laughs> um, because I'm just like klutzy. But when you wear, when I wear heels, you have, I have to like hold my body a little, differently, I have to, you know, be mindful of each step. and you're yeah. like higher up. So I had a different perspective on the world. Um, those few times that I wore heels <laughs> and when I'm bold enough to do it, it's pretty much for that reason. <laughs> and I'm like praying and thinking every step I take. So that's no fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's too funny um do you have any of your favorite one-liners <laughs> or do you not think that you're like a one-liner kind of girl I don't like, know. I, you're, just, you're just so funny you just have. I never to- know okay. that I've
1: dropped one until I see you laughing <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry um, we're just riffing so if anyone has a question that they want to ask Lauren or myself around this summer I called it summer of self-care so my bad you said it the summer of self-love obviously I didn't listen um, can you tell us what are you what are other things that are you doing for your summer of self-love because starting September as you told me what's going to happen with the school system might just look like a shit show so how are you going like what are you doing now to prepare yourself for the shit show?
1: Um, I mean, I I think when I was thinking about the difference and wondering if there was a difference between self-love and self-care, I don't know. There could be, but um, the things that I've been doing, first of all, I love spending time by myself. I don't know. if I do too much of it, or if everybody loves it as much as I do. But I think that sometimes over the summer, because I'm fortunate enough to have summers off, and I know what how lucky I am to have that. Um, But I, I, I tend to try to make plans and do this and do that. But this summer i've been spending a lot of time alone and really enjoying that and walking a lot i live on the top of a huge hill and you know right next to me is another big hill so every morning i get ready and i just take it to the hills and i just you know like try to sweat it all out and be as present and as mindful as i can when i'm walking and spending that time alone reading um a lot this summer and reading all different kinds of things and just trying to remind myself to stay present and like you said before authentic relationships i realized this summer and of course with the pandemic not being able to spend time with my mom who you know, um, is such an important person in my life. If I can't spend time with her, why am I going to fill up my calendar with, you know, get togethers with this one and that one. So, you know, really nurturing those authentic relationships like this one (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and making that time to um, unlearn some bad Mm -hmm. habits. And, um, you know, just take care of myself so that I can be ready for anything because who the fuck knows what's (laughs) next. I mean, this is like a bad sci-fi series for sure.
0: Yeah. So we were talking about, like, the pandemic and obviously, right? And, um, well, of course, there's a hundred, hundred not terrible things that are going on with the pandemic, I tend to always find some of the things that, you know, are working for us. So one of them that you align with my husband is how you said spending time alone. Uh, (laughs) Like you're happy not to have a... (laughs) He is my spirit
1: animal. When I am wearing my mask and smiling at people, I'm like, who cares? Like I can... Nobody knows. I I heard Mm -hmm. that there's something... I heard somebody, one of the young people I know saying like, you know, the trick you can do with your eyes. So somebody knows you're smiling. I don't know what the trick is. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Like (laughs) I'm smiling or I'm not. So he is definitely my spirit animal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that guy. (laughs) What a spirit animal. (laughs) And um, so that part's good. So like that's, you know, people, well, Women specifically, I don't think always know how to be alone or to be by themselves or be uh, within their own thoughts and how you said to really be present because as you have a lot of titles, you know, you're a teacher, a mother, a wife, a friend, a daughter, like you have a lot of titles that like what if you're when you're just Lauren you know, when you're just with yourself. So I think that is like such a good tip. And that takes courage. Like, you know, some people can't be by themselves or feel very uncomfortable. Do you ever get uncomfortable? Or you you really embrace those? <laughs> I do.
1: I don't actually understand. Um, you know, and I know that there are people out there who don't like the quiet and don't like uh, as a matter of fact there's somebody that i'm very close to and she just you know she likes to you know either like talk constantly or that you know incessant thinking that Mm -hmm. um so many of us are plagued with and um i don't enjoy that and that i i've realized that that doesn't work for me and that doesn't feel good for me so there are times in the past where I've wondered if I'm like over medicating with, you know, alone time. (laughs) Am I, Mm -hmm. um, you know, now having difficulty like reintegrating into society, Mm -hmm. but I'm blessed to have surrounded myself with people who, um, love me (laughs) and get me. And, um, And allow me those opportunities because I can be a better person that way.
0: Mm, That's so smart. Um, And how you said just to sit in silence, I think that's part of uh, when we have our conversations that I really like, that we're able to hold that um, quiet space for each other, which you know, like you said, some people who keep talking, talking, talking or things like that just don't know how to do. So it's a different type of being when you're with somebody and trust and love when you can, because we've gone there. Like you talked about, we've talked about losing grief. We've talked about in the past, we aligned with um, unlearning, consciously unlearning some of the things that at our age of the game. um yeah we realized that as much as, you know, we thought we were, I'm talking for you too, because we just had this conversation, (laughs) Uh, you know, progressive with our thought, there's a lot that we need to unlearn too as, you know, 40 plus year old white women in America. And I'm glad I, you know, we can talk about it. Um, Also, we've both experienced infertilities and areas around that. And I don't think women often talk about that or feel like comfortable, where do they go to share that? I think there's a huge shame around it. Totally. So I was so, I felt so comforting in being able to talk to you about it. Um, I'm pretty, you know, well, to you, I'm open, but like I'm open in general. I've had miscarriages and, you know, able to conceive but not hold babies and things like that. My daughter's autistic. So there's a whole realm. But just to know, I think, part of this summer of self-love mm-hmm. is like you said being authentic in your relationships because us preparing for this right yeah. and having this relationship I think God is ready um for this shitstorm called the global pandemic yeah you
1: you could be right I mean I I just I don't have time for any of the bullshit anymore and I think that Um, spending I remember those first few weeks in the pandemic just like cooking and cleaning and organizing I felt very much like a homesteader like you know this has to be done and these are just bare necessities and um, you know thankfully I have a roof over my head I have you know, um, enough money to buy food and the things that I need. And sometimes a couple of things that I want. Um, I was, uh, I remember those first few weeks where I, I couldn't be fussed with any of that other bullshit. And so yeah. now, um, I'm just, I'm not ready to go back to any of that Unnecessary frivolous crap and those, you know, relationships that um, fill up my calendar but don't fill up my soul. Mm.
0: See, there's there's one a my good
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, and yes. you. Oh my God, how perfect! Ugh. We come to an ending true. of yeah. yes, they fill you up. You fill my soul. soul. Thank you. Aww,
1: you are such a beautiful person.
0: Oh thank mm-hmm. you. And so are you. I was listening to Obama today because there was John Lewis's um uh not funeral. It was a funeral, yes. but um the ceremony, what they? Yeah. The ceremony but the homecoming. Um and he said and he was talking about him as a person and he was like ordinary. I'm paraphrasing. I cannot speak of Obama. Um, But ordinary people making a difference. Like, it could be anyone making the difference. And I literally immediately thought of you. Because not only, like, the huge difference you're making those students. And, again, when you talk about understanding having a roof over your head and money to feed yourself, you know it from a level that not everybody sees or teaches, or you're a part of yeah. those kids' lives that, like, you literally tremendously changed their lives. And you've changed mine. So oh, you too. thank you, thank you, thank you. So the takeaways here is people build and nurture those authentic relationships. No BS. And don't fill your calendar, fill your soul. <laughs> thank you for that one. Uh, Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an important one.
0: It's okay to be so, quiet. Yeah, and it's ob- okay. We'll end with that <laughs> one. Everyone, take a moment to yourselves this afternoon for the Summer of Love with Lauren. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on today. And everyone, every Thursday, Beyond Small Talk, 4 o'clock hour, join me next week with my next co-host. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye, Jacks. Bye.